such a pleasure to host you. Aussies from the legendary community, um, the WGMI community is leading it there. And um, we're going to get some amazing insights on what it means to run and retain a successful community. And all of you know, like, right, Web3 community drives the, turns the wheel in Web3. Whether you're launching an NFT project, whether you're running a DAO, whether you've just started a Discord space and you're trying to figure out you want to explore something in Web3, it's community that is going to, you know, make or break the deal. So, um, Aussie, welcome. <laughs> so, so, so excited to have you and chat with you. And yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, everyone. Um, what a great turnout this is and looking forward to speak with everyone here. If you have any questions, um, I'll do my best to answer those questions. And yeah, looking to just have fun in here. And uh, Aussie, I think the first question we start with everyone is, what was your introduction to the world of crypto, NFTs, blockchain, and the world of decentralization in general? Because I feel like everyone has such a unique story on how they enter the Web3 space. Yeah, um, unique stories, eh? Um, I would say mine's not as unique as you think it might be, but (laughs) I started off um, diving into crypto in 2017. Um, so this was probably the time when Bitcoin rallied up, up to $20,000 and then it came straight back down to God knows what number it was. But so I invested, um, you know, a few of my savings into Bitcoin. Um, well, it wasn't a, it wasn't like a large sum of money, but you know, it was like, I think it was like a thousand dollars or something. Um, so I invested in it, wrote it up to $20,000, thought I was, you know, the big guy. I thought I was everything, telling all my friends, telling my family, and then everything came crashing down. And you know what I did? I didn't sell my Bitcoin. I didn't do anything with it. I sold it at the bottom and I pretty much like made a loss on whatever I invested. Um, so that was kind of my introduction into um, crypto. And then I found it really interesting um, at the time. And I wanted to learn a little bit more about it. So I started reading about what Bitcoin was, what Ethereum was, and um, essentially what blockchain was, which, you know, um, what's, what's, what's the technology behind all these, like, um, you know, coins or tokens and whatever. So at the time, I was actually sailing on a merchant navy. I was a cadet on a ship. And I was doing all these trading things and I was learning at the same time while I was on the ship. And um, I'm not sure how many of you um, know how life at at sea was, but um, it was very dreadful. I was like dreading it every day. I didn't like it, didn't enjoy it. So a year later... I decided to quit the sailing life, um, quit being a sailor and potentially being a captain one day um, to study in university where I studied uh, international business. And that's sort of like where I, you know, um, was able to dive deeper into blockchain, uh, study a little bit more about Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, Back then, the ecosystem was still kind of small. Um, I reckon, and it was still quite quiet, but, you know, I was having fun, 
um, mainly because I was probably the only person in university speaking and talking about blockchain, Bitcoin, Ethereum. No one else had an idea what the hell blockchain was. Um, people knew what Bitcoin was, but they were like, ah, it's, it's fake money, right? Like you can't make money on it. It's a scam, etc., etc." So I kind of proved, tried to prove everyone wrong, kept talking about it, even gave, um, you know, um, some talks in university. So I would say I started that sort of like community, um, community vibes or like community management in university and even in college prior to that. Um, yeah. And then that's, I guess, like, you know, um, that was pretty much where I started. And then um, I started, uh, I graduated from university, looked for a crypto company, and I stumbled upon this digital asset custodian where I got a job. And then that was pretty much where I, you know, put the, my foot in the door. But yeah, I'll stop there from now, uh, for now. And, you know, let anyone ask any questions or have any other questions follow up with. <laughs> I think that is such a unique story. You said it's not a unique story. I'm so curious to <laughs> Thank know. Thank you. Um, you. So your introduction to the world of Web3 is by losing your money in Bitcoin. Where did <laughs> yeah. your conviction come from? Because a very normal response would be, yes, I was right. Everyone was right. This is a fad. Um, where did your conviction come from where you were like, you know, I believe in this technology? Yeah, exactly. So... So like I mentioned, you know, I was trading Bitcoin because I thought I could make money from it, which, you know, was possible, but I didn't have the knowledge of um, basically trading Bitcoin, the asset. <clears throat> so, I, so I started reading up a lot more about what was behind, um, you know, what was powering Bitcoin, which was, you know, the blockchain. So I started studying about what the blockchain was. Is the blockchain only um you know, only usable with bitcoin and ethereum what else can the blockchain do so from there i sort of like i even based my thesis on um what blockchain technology was and how that could essentially help the um, supply chain industry um, in the future and now we see a lot of um <clears throat> you know um permissionless and also some like permissioned blockchains helping out and uh, yeah, helping out essentially helping helping out the um, uh, supply chain industry as well. So I think the conviction really came because of the whole technology behind um, what Bitcoin started, and you know yeah, all those things. But I was really in it for the technology. I mean, whether you believe it or not, I was really in it for the technology. So yeah. That's amazing and totally believe you. I think that is right on so many levels, right? Um, be betting on the technology. The reason a lot of people say like Web3 is a fad and stuff like that is because, you know, they see that how volatile the market is. And when they talk about the market, they're only referring to money. But people who've believed in the technology since day one have persisted in the bear market, right? Like they say the bear market is for the builders. So um, I think that is absolutely incredible. And look where you are today, right? So this journey definitely played out amazingly. Absolutely. Amazing. Um, also, I'm very curious to know, can you explain your PFP? What exactly is that? 
So this is a feline fiends. So <clears throat> I think I got this PFP um, like when it minted last September, I think. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. Like <clears throat> there are two versions of this. So the first version was it basically showing the whole body and it's like running with like a vial uh, filled with po poison or something. But then now they really made it into like a PFP sort of like portrait um, shot, which is pretty cool. So I can sort of so on um, OpenSea I can see um, two versions of this NFT. And yeah, I mean they're they're a pretty cool community. You know, it's been alive. Um, people are um, active on it every time, every day. Uh, always having giveaways. Always creating partnerships with like other uh, NFT projects. But yeah, I've been I've been really happy with the um, community in the uh, feline fiends um, like Discord. Oh, so far. <laughs> that is super cute. Can you please uh, spell it out in the chat? We'd love to explore this collection on OpenSea. I think yeah, the art is like sure. super dope. In the meantime, I'd love to ask you, I'd love for you actually to dive deeper into how do you see community at WGMI? I feel like there's a huge difference in between having an audience, which what a lot of Web2 world is familiar with, versus actually building a community. So I um, would love your thoughts on that. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Right now, in the WGMI community, we have about two thousand um, total members. Mm -hmm. But then we also have like at least in one in any <clears throat> in any one month, we have at least three hundred active members, which is quite incredible, right? Like for sure. we for for myself. Um, I am really a fan of having quality instead of quantity. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's better to have a thousand um, community members that oh, a total, sorry, a thousand total community members and at least like, I don't know, 500 or 300 um, active community members in a month, which is incredible because we're not, you know, we're not an NFT project. NFT projects are definitely very different yeah we're also not a project where it's so well known in the web3 space <clears throat> um we're basically just a project or a dao um that welcomes people who are like-minded um, individuals who you know are community managers we want to support other community managers um you know if you're a community manager come on to wgmi we don't care where you're from which um, DAO community you're from. We don't care about your background. We don't care about your age. Um, we love to sort of like learn from you and we would obviously learn uh, what to, um, you know, teach um, anyone or yeah, anyone and everyone who comes into our Discord and uh, basically around community and what community is and how that's different from Web2 and Web3. Um, but yeah, that's basically what WGMI and what I'm trying to do at WGMI right now. That's amazing. It is, I don't want to think people understand how difficult it is to have 300 active members in a month. And trust me, it's <laughs> relatively easy to have a high, uh, a, like you said, quantity in your server because yeah. you can run ads, 
you know you can make content you can publicize you can market it out a lot there that will make people join your server but for them to come and interact when usually when people are part of discord they're not just part of one server they're part of like 20 30 servers and for them to come yeah. to your server and be active it is exceptional so exactly i think um on that note i would love to ask you what has been your biggest learning as a community lead at wgmi you know like i said it's one thing to have members join your server it's a whole different thing to retain them to keep them satisfied and to keep them stimulated so sure yeah so one of the things that i learned and also some like one of the things that satisfied me from this learning is um having you know people who are very very um like minded <clears throat> you know people come in because they want to learn about something and to me i feel uh, to me personally i feel very um proud of you know having um anyone come from the web3 community into the dubchem my discord because they're asking for help and when people ask for help i've seen many discords where people are asking for help but then um you know it, it could be their own community members or it could even be the um community moderators that essentially push them away because that question might come up as like a stupid question or like hey you can find this here like why are you asking us right but essentially um with WGMI I've sort of like tried to create this environment where um we should help one another um everyone is on the same level we don't have like a hierarchy in WGMI we're all on the same level we need to be friendly to one another um this is what really drives the engagement in the WGMI um community if you come into the WGMI uh discord and you ask you know in the general chat like hey um i'm going through some issues with my community does anyone have any um does anyone have any solutions that i could do that have like been proven that works and you know it usually it would be me but then most of the times there will be um more experienced community manager, managers than i am or even like you know there could be even other community managers who have experienced the same thing and they've actually grown um their communities they could share their stories with everyone else as well like they would they were they're more than happy to share their stories and their experiences with you and also to like share the tools that they've used things like how they've used it and essentially um they're open to you know um going on like a one-on-one call with you as well so that's the sort of like community i look forward to every day and like thank god that community is like wgmi and i'm proud to say that i've worked with the core team of wgmi to essentially help create that environment within our own community um and i think um that would also help to resonate and help other communities build um better and stronger communities as well that's absolutely amazing i think of course without a doubt your mission and vision is amazing 
you know, um, to let people know that everyone's on the same level, that there's no hierarchy and, you know, to be friendly, help each other out. That's essentially what a community is, where your people are almost thriving off of each other's experiences. And when you have such a niche community of community managers in Web3, I think people's expertise is almost exceptional and very, very hard to find. Those are the things you can only get in real time feedback. You can't Google those things. You know, because those answers are not there. So um, I think it's incredibly valuable that people can connect one-on-one in your community. I want to ask, how did you build that in your members? It's one thing for you to have that vision and mission that this is how I want my community to be. But like you said, you have experienced community managers hopping on and helping other people. How were you able to create that environment tangibly in your in a Discord server? It's very different. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think like we were able to sort of like get experienced community managers on board because, um, well, one, it's from connections um, of like the core team members. And the second one, the second reason for that is because we have like a pretty like cool marketing, um, you know, core team member um, in our team. And, you know, he's made it possible to essentially create this like, I guess, connection between like, okay, if you're an experienced community manager um, on Twitter, um, you know, hit us up or join our Discord. We need you because, you know, um, there are other people who need you as well. So these are like experienced community managers, um, even uh, community managers who are sort of like transitioning from Web 2 to Web 3. We sort of like, you know, help them um, in terms of like, how can you transition from Web2 to Web3? And then um, uh, <clears throat> eventually they come on the WGMI Discord and they start helping um, uh, the WGMI community who are asking all these questions. So I wouldn't say I really help drive that um, experience of community managers to come into the Discord, but um, I would say because of how the uh, WGMI Discord is so, you know, <laughs> I would say like happy-go-lucky uh, sort of like environment. Uh, everyone's having fun. Everyone's like um, having fun commuting, uh, communicating and engaging with one another. One another. Um, it really builds the rapport of like, you know, WGMI should be the community where all community managers should like join. Um, that's awesome. So you guys did like flat out outreaches, telling people that, you know, we need you and others need you to, you know, reaching out for help. That's amazing. Um, you made these people enter in your server, but I'd love to ask you, like, how did you end up retaining them? Because people might come and join your server, but, you know, if you're a new community, there might be not a lot of questions. How did you make these people feel if you did? if you made them feel special or heroes for coming in, because these were the people who were driving that change. These were the people who were taking that, those liberties to ask those questions. And smart people like to feel smart, right? They want to feel like, you know, oh, you know, I'm actually helping or I'm actually doing something. So did you guys do anything special to facilitate, to take care of this specialized group? Um, I don't think we did anything special that was, you know, out of the ordinary or that was like super extraordinary, but I can tell you that you know we're a bunch of community managers and um, we have experience 
you know, some of us have experience of up to like five years, even 10 years. Um, not, not in Web3, but obviously from Web2 to Web3, um, collectively, we have some individuals who have like 10 years of experience. And obviously, I've learned from those people in the WMI community as well. So I didn't magically, you know, gain all these experiences in Web3 from, you know, doing my own thing. I, I obviously had mentors. I learned from other people. Um, but yeah, so I think one of the things that <clears throat> helped retain, um, you know, a lot of people coming to the WGMI Discord or community is that, you know, we're very open to um, communicating. Like I'm on the Discord maybe, I don't know, 16 hours a week, uh, sorry, 16 hours a day. Yeah. Like even though I don't have to be, but I feel like I want to be, I need to be, because this is sort of like my family, WGMI is my family. Yeah. I can't just leave them hanging. If I see a question like on my notification, um, on my phone, I <laughs> I feel bad if I just like put my phone away and then like <laughs> yeah. leave it. But you know, it's 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 like um, it's kind of like a community manager's instinct where, oh my god, like I feel really bad. Like I really need to, um, you know, reply this person. Like I know the answers to this question. I want to help this person, but you know, I'm really um, <clears throat> you know, doing. Uh, something else that you know needs my attention right now, but the the thought of you um, wanting to reply that person and the fact that if you don't reply, someone else in the community replies mm -hmm. on your behalf or you know just out of like the blue, that's perfect. Like that's the sort of community you want, right? And because of that, um, the person who like comes on the um, community for, for in this case like WGMI's community and they're <clears throat> getting your answers uh, sorry your questions answered they feel like wow like this you're, you're not even a community manager here but you're replying my questions how amazing is that right yeah so because every time we go on you know <clears throat> um, certain like DAO communities you only get questions answered from you know community mods community managers in that community you don't really have that member to member engagement you don't have much of the member to member um, communication and because of that because we're a community of community managers we have a lot of people sharing experiences with one another so I think that's one of the key reasons why and how we get to retain a lot of, of our members um, and I'm, obviously I'm not saying that we we're perfect. We obviously have some drop-offs um, of like members who come in after a week, and then they, <clears throat> you, you know, they're not um, really keen on learning what WGMI is, and then they um, leave the community. But you know, that's that's all um, that's all part of the game, right? That's all part of Web three. Yeah. If you're not interested in one community, then um, you you it's better off you're not like wasting time in that community at all so yeah <laughs> for sure um truly it's amazing um how much you guys care and it reflects in the you know vibe of your community right um operating yeah. thoughtfully operating with consideration operating from a place like you know helping each other um amazing um but I know managing such a big community also has its own challenges. 
So what would you say um, have been some of the current pain points you felt in managing the committee at WGMI? Yeah, for sure. So I think one of the pain points is obviously, um, you know, within our community, we have different guilds, but there are some times when, you know, we have calls as well and not everyone from um, the guild itself is able to join the calls. So, you know, we do like to do, um, you know, our work or our task um, asynchronously. So doing like async things, um, doing it, you know, um, written instead of like discussing it. But then it's also good to sort of like have discussions, you know, um, uh, via calls just to sort of like have that understanding between each other and have that weekly sort of like sense of belonging with um, each other. And, you know, I think the pain point there is that I really want to do my best to um, speak to each and every individual committee member that comes on board. But there came a point where we were getting too many, um, I don't want to say too many, but we were getting like a lot of um, people onboarding to our uh, community at one time. And it was very, very difficult for myself, um, especially just to you know, get on a call with them every day. And it came to a point where I was getting, I was going on like, you know, 12 calls per day to like onboard everyone. So my gosh, I think, yeah. So one of the things that we did to resolve that was um, every two weeks now, we, um, we hold onboarding calls. So basically on the onboarding calls, uh, what we do is we walk, um, we walk, we walk, um, uh, sorry, we walk new committee members through the discord. You know, if you want to join a guild, how can you join a guild? If you're sort of like looking at how to contribute, how can you do that? Who are the, um, guild leaders? Um, how are we sort of like transitioning from, you know, not a DAO to becoming a DAO? So those kind of things um, are very important, especially to people um, who are new to our community. And, you know, we don't want to sort of like have people just come on the Discord and then just, you know, be lurkers. We want people to engage with one another. So I want to, you know, have that sort of like closeness, closeness, closenessness with um, every individual on our Discord. So can give you an example, like um, who's on the call now. I think that Web3 guy and Salman needs a job. They're also part of the um, WGMI Discord. And, you know, I've had calls with them and I've sort of like had conversations with them around how we can create a better um, community within WGMI. How can they help contribute as well? So, yeah, I I enjoy all these like one-on-one group meetups as well. So yeah, I think those con- those are like the pain points and how I have you know, learned to resolve them. That's awesome. Um, I completely relate with you. You know, we were also initially having our community calls every Friday and it was a challenge, you know, to have people show up. We also, I think, had about like 700 people in our server and only 
four or five people will join right so that can sometimes be discouraging and it's also somewhere you feel like oh it's defeating the purpose of you know me wanting to interact with each and every single member and for us to you know build a better relationship over time but what i've been observing yeah. is like if we set up like proper promotion plans in place you know like really speak about it properly on twitter on linkedin on discord as well you know plan things ahead let people know what's in it for them um you know small things like that i feel like that has slightly helped us become better at you know looking at our attendance and even giving people a reason to join calls because at this point everyone's just hosting twitter spaces for the heck of hosting them or having community calls <laughs> yeah. for the heck of it right so um, exactly. how was it that you stand out like why would someone join in what value proposition are they getting i feel like if we do our back end work on that and clarify that and properly communicate that i think it people who like want to know will show up um yeah, yeah. i truly believe that friendly yeah and um what you spoke about onboarding you couldn't have been more on point i think that's the amazing thing about uh what we're building out at dowlands because this is a pain point we've heard about so often is how onboarding is so difficult which brings me to my last uh, you know next question <laughs> um how important do you think onboarding is i i believe you've gone through our you know our discord flow and even connected with amit so you have a sense of what onboarding tool looks like so uh would love to hear your thoughts on that yeah, for sure i think like well, to me personally i love onboarding um experiences like i think i i live for it like um even with um my previous um experience with um you know a a defi protocol like that was probably one of my first um proper um sort of like projects that i had to lead which was you know can you help us design a onboarding flow um and like create an onboarding journey for our um you know community members and i was like uh, what like i i don't know shit like i don't know anything about like you know onboarding experiences and what not so they were like yeah we know but you know like just do your best like just try and see what you can come up with so that's what i did i you know i did like a an onboarding flow chart um showing like okay so this is what happens when this person comes in <clears throat> um what do they want to do where do they find information etc etc so like that's what i um did with uh, wgmi as well so i've kind of found this um niche of like specialty where i can come in and help um in terms of like giving people onboarding experiences so like uh, so coming back to the onboarding experience at dowlands um you know before this it was a lot to do with um you know if you're um, if you're interested in a guild you react to a certain um, you know emoji yeah. then you open like a token uh, sorry a, a reaction gated um uh, category and channel right but the best thing about dowlands and what i've seen from you know the 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 onboarding experience that i had going into the dowlands discord and also the um onboarding demo, demo that you guys have presented to the WGMI discord as well <clears throat> is that yes. it's so seamless like everything was just so you know 
like I didn't I didn't even need to think twice about it. You know, it's very simple. You have like um well obviously from the from the um from the community member standpoint it's very seamless, you know, everything is just like click 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 and then type 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 then <laughs> you're you're like you're automatically in the Discord. You have you know, you can see like which guild you're in, you can see um where you belong, etc. etc. And obviously on the back end, um, from like a community manager's perspective, um, it's so easy to track um, where everyone is going, yeah. you know, like, okay, like I know where dim sums, um, uh, you know, like interests are, um, yeah. you know, she's here, she's there um, and all those things. So I think Dowlands has really like hit the nail on the onboarding experience and I, I understand that, you know, you guys are working on other things as well, as well but yeah, let's just leave it at that for now. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> thank you so much for those kind words and I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Um, it's amazing. Thank you. I Guys, I'm going to drop the link um, to a self-serve onboarding product. It is free in the initial stages. It's right there in the chat. Um, for any admin, you can make your own flow. Um, you know, there are different buttons here and there, you know, where you can customize uh, small functions here and there. And it is just amazing. So um, it's free. Please feel free to try it. And I think the more we speak to community managers or, you know, DAO admins, this has been one recurring pain point that, you know, we've been hearing about, which is onboarding. You know, um, not just for like contributors, you know, to come and join a Discord, but even for admins to get a grasp of the community, you know, like not feel lost. Who is this person? Where are they coming from? You know, where do they belong? And I feel like small things um, tweaking in the onboarding flow can just be such a pain reliever and help you get this really structured, noise-free community, which I feel like um, is amazing. So thank you, Ozzy, so much for your kind words. And it was so fun. I remember, you know, when the product demo happened in your community, like, thanks for that amazing opportunity. Um, yeah. It was lovely. Um, I wanted to ask you on a different note. I know how consuming Web3 is in general, but um, what are your, if any, um, non-Web3 related activities that you like to do for fun that really drive you and make you happy? Um... Yeah, I think, you know, I've been so consumed in Web3 that I never really sat down and, like, think about <laughs> the, the other things that I enjoy doing. But uh, this is, like, a really good opportunity to, you know, sort of, like, sit down and think about it. I'll probably do this, like, after the call as well, you know, since it's, it's already been, like, us and I have some, like, time after the call as well. But... I would say just hanging out with friends. I think like I like for myself and maybe for most of the people on this call as well. Um, you know, we sort of like trying to be on the same time zone with the people in Europe and the US. Where like for myself, I'm in Malaysia, so I'm like GMT plus eight, whereas people in the US are you know either 16 hours behind me or like 12 hours behind me so they only really wake up at you know i don't know like um 9 a.m sorry 9 yeah 9 a.m no, sorry 9 p.m my time um you know all the way to like 9 p.m 
9 a.m. my time the next day. So for me, it's like difficult to get the chance to head out and see my friends during the weekday. So when there are times when I get that chance, when I don't really have calls during that day, I'll definitely take the chance to, you know, hang out with my friends, um, you know, obviously hang out with my wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, like, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult, especially when you're working in Web3 space because it's 24-7. There's a reason why we say GM all the time and never GN because <laughs> we, we never sleep, right? Like, that's the whole thing about Web3, like everything is 24-7. Um, yeah, so for myself, I think um, just hanging out with friends. Um, but in terms of like hobbies, I'd probably say like playing football. And this is real football, not soccer. <laughs> um, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I was going to say, yeah, it's so important, um, you know, to be around friends and to kind of take a step back sometimes because like you said web3 um oh i was going to explain about the good morning thing a lot of people don't understand why people keep saying gm in the web3 space and um <laughs> let me like you know um as you mentioned correctly and why we never say gn is because you know we're always awake and the reason like gm is always said is you know because like web3 is in such early days that everyone's like, good morning. And also, you know, um, this whole aspect of community, I felt like even when I first got into NFTs, I was not able to relate any of like my friends or I wasn't able to talk about this to anyone. The only people I was at that time interacting were people on Twitter. And we were like, every day we'd wake up and we'd wish each other good morning. And, you know, um, you know, like kind of waking up together, sleeping together was really fun. And now it's just become a culture thing in Web3 but it like, you know, still goes on to prolong. So it's really yeah. funny about how GM turned into such a phenomenon. Um, I'd also love to ask you is, um, how are you guys doing it internally on a day-to-day -day basis at, you know, WGMI for managing this community? Uh, you know, apart from just, because I looked at your website, it's not about, you know, just having people join a server, having people interact with each other, asking questions, but there are a lot of community initiatives that you guys are taking. So um, what does a day-to-day -day look like in your life as a community lead? Sure. Um, yeah, so there are a lot of, you know, interesting people who come on the Discord and in our community every single day. So there's myself and there's also um, Ratish, who's also, um, you know, one of the community managers. He's from India. Um, and yeah, he's, he's, he's like helping out a lot with like community management, um, sort of like in the background, but obviously you can see him pop up, you know, um, a few times in, in the, during the day. So what we do is essentially, um, speak to all these like different people who come on the, the discord. Um, you know, if we see someone come in, we want them to introduce themselves because, to them, they may not seem very interesting, but you know, once they introduce themselves and put themselves up there, it was super interesting. I don't even know how to explain it, but when people introduce themselves, we find it very, um, you know, um, important because we find it very interesting from, you know, because everyone has their own perspective, right? 
Sure. And to us, it's just like very interesting when people, um, you know, tell us who they are, what they do, where they're from. And from there, we sort of like get them to do a one-on-one -on -one, um, call with us. And essentially, oh. they become a contributor because of, you know, the experiences that they've had before. They may have experiences from Web2, so we try to um, sort of like transition their experiences and what like skill set they have from Web2 to Web3. And from there, they sort of like learn and understand and use that skill set that they have um, in, um, for, you know, web, other Web3 communities. And that's what um, my day-to-day sort of like, um, yeah, that's what my day-to-day -day kind of looks like. But also I do um, a lot of back-end work for WMI. So things like um, how can we improve in the community discord? What are the things that we can do to engage with the community a lot more? Um, who are the DAO, what other DAO tooling platforms that we can essentially bring on and, you know, do a demonstration as well? But, you know, those are sort of like my day-to-day. -day. And we just really want to educate people in, um, you know, educate community managers in Web3 a lot more than what they know right now. That's amazing. So you have one-on-one -on -one sessions with every member? Um, that's what we try to do. It's like, like I mentioned, if you introduce yourself and, you know, we sort of like get a conversation going and we feel that you know let's let's take this um to a more like you know a better place where we can like you know bounce ideas from like on then yeah let's let's get on a one-on-one -on -one call and i would say i get on at least five one-on-one -on -one calls like every week with um different community members that is insane and that is such a hustle. My gosh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So guys, if you think about it, they have about like 2000 members and that's insane. Even if you've got on a call with like, I don't know, 20, 30% of the members, which I'm sure you have, that's an astounding <laughs> amount of um, hours put into the space just to get to people, get to know people one-on-one -on -one. and it's commendable. Um, so, so, so amazing, right? Um, people forget, right? When people are looking at these server numbers, they just look at people as numbers, but they don't think about the fact is that that's a, you know, that's a human being, that's a life. They have their own ideas, their own questions, their own concerns, their own suggestions. And the fact that you're putting all this effort in like one-on-one -on -one relationship, I think I do understand the secret of your community, you know, surviving <laughs> to each other because you care so much, like, you know, they care back. Um, Absolutely. I and... love that. <clears throat> Yeah, and like just to add on, so it, I sort of like, I didn't create this process. Like the process was already created when I joined WGMI and that's sort of like why I I am still in the WGMI Discord or mm. the WGMI community because the, so the WGMI founder, Matt, right. Matt right? he, um, so when I joined the Discord, he went on a call with me and I was like, why, why is this guy on a, like, 
one wanting to come on a call with me like isn't he the founder of <laughs> yes. like, am i like why why am i so important to him that he has to come on a call with me right yeah. so the thing so so the reason why he did that was to you know get on that one on one call with me and just to make me um just to see if we could vibe together etc etc and that kind of made me feel you know at home and um i felt very important important at that time it's because we went on you know a one on one call and there's like thousands of people on the wgmi discord right so i'm not i'm i'm not even sure if he like went on like so many calls blah 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 but i sort of like took that um learning that yes. experience that i had and sort of like you know um followed through with that because i went through that experience and i stayed because i went on that one on one call with him that's what I, that's how i want everyone else to feel when mm-hmm. they come on a one on one call with me so that they would stay in the wgmi discord um they would stay in the community if they have any issues with you know dia um <clears throat> communities they could essentially come up to me and um to anyone on the wgmi discord and ask like for help that's what you know wgmi is really about that's amazing and so 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 lovely you know um this is very famous book called how to win friends and influence people and one of the biggest pointers that book spoke about is how to have influence over people is by making them feel important the fact that you you know guys hopped on these one on one sessions how you spoke about you know that's how you made them feel at home that's how you made them feel special um that's how you made them feel important now you do have an influence over them where you do see 300 active members in a month amazing very yeah. grassroots level of work which goes see unseen on a day to day basis but um is reflecting beautifully props to you guys for doing such an amazing job and setting a standard of you know what a web3 community looks like absolutely thank you very much for those kind words of course um a very interesting question i want to ask you is you've built like you said you believe in quality over quantity so what are your thoughts on gatekeeping a community um who yeah i think i personally i think um <clears throat> gatekeeping a community the whole community and making it exclusive mm-hmm. um can be good but it can also be bad if you completely gatekeep a community because there are people who you know who can essentially become very very good contributors um in the in the long term but you just don't know that yet if you don't let them inside the community right so i do believe gatekeeping a community can be good but at the same time there should be um there should be like um you know at least some sort of like channel where you can get um you know people to contribute to to engage with the people who are within the um exclusive um community etc cetera, etc cetera. and and like um i just yeah i just like it's it's like hot and cold with me like <laughs> as long as you have yeah. a public channel where everyone can 
sort of like you know engage with one another then sure you can have like a um gated community uh gated like community get it down but i feel like to really build um a strong community you do need that sort of like um it's like it's like being it's like being north korea and like <laughs> not allowing <laughs> to come in or go out you know anytime they please so right for you know, sure for us if we're like tourists we want to go to south uh, sorry north korea to like you know like hey i just want to check it out but you know for some reason you're not allowed to um mm. yeah so there's obviously sometimes there's like the the cons in that is that you know you may not get any innovations you may not um be able to grow your community in the way that um it should be grown um and all those things but yeah i believe that there might be a bit more cons than pros if you have like a gated community hmm. makes sense and um thank you so much for sharing that answer uh, I love to dive into community questions because I feel like we've already taken so much of your time where there's just so much to learn from you. Um, but before I ask my last question, let's dive into community questions. So um, Keith asks, where do you see the community role going in the Web3 space and even in Web2 broadly? Community roles have been very new in this space and just curious to know what the future looks like for folks working in community roles. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Like, we all know that, you know, community management or community managers have been around since, you know, probably even the dawn of time. <laughs> <laughs> like, just in, um, you know, Web2, Web2 companies, Web2 spaces as well. But they're probably known more as like event managers. <laughs> But mm. the thing about, um, you know, like, where do I see community, the community role um, going in Web3 is that I think it's going to grow even bigger. You know, as more, as more communities grow in Web3, as more DAOs come up, as more, you know, NFT projects and other DeFi projects and protocols come up in Web3, definitely need community managers and you know in every in any community there's not only one community manager you need like a you know head of community senior community manager community manager community mods and that's already like you know five um positions taken up right so i i feel like the role the community role in web3 um is going to grow um, I don't think, you know, I might be biased <laughs> because, you know, I mean, WGMI, you know, we're, we're a community of community managers, but I do feel that this is the truth. If not, then why <clears throat> why am I in WGMI? Why was WGMI even created if we didn't foresee this, um, this sort of like opportunity come up, right? Um, but yeah, I think um, in terms of like Web2, um, I think the community manager role in Web2 would still you know, be there, but I would also um, <clears throat> sort of like, I, I, I foresee the community role in Web2 um, having, you know, community managers in Web2, like coming into um, Web3 and learning a little bit more about Web3 
and bringing that knowledge back to you know, Web2 companies and sort of like helping the Web2 companies build and transition from Web2 to Web3. Thanks for sharing that. Um, couldn't agree more. Um, like you said, Web3, uh, the, the role of a community manager is not so new. And I feel like um, if you get a hang of it, why it plays out in so many ways is that people are the foundation of everything, right? If you've learned how to build relationships with people one-on-one, if you've learned how to um, you know, take care of a community, take care of a group of people, like you said, make them feel important, have influence over them, help them and stuff like that, you can take this knowledge and run to the races. Because even if it's a company, even if it's a startup, essentially people are the foundation of it, right? You want to sell something to a crowd of people, you know, um, whether they are customers or subscribers or whatever they might be. So um, very, very, very interesting perspective on it. Um, I'd love to dive into the second question asked by Pawan is, how do you build trust for the community in the initial stage during your inception, especially when the ecosystem is new and there are multiple communities that exist? Yeah, for sure. I think this really takes me back to, you know, me either DMing the new community members that come on and also having those one-on-one chats and also having those onboarding calls with new community members that come into the um, WGMI community um, specifically. So just building that um, one-on-one sort of like trust and building that one-on-one rapport and experience with everyone that's coming into the community really helps build the trust around, um, you know, around the whole community, the community as a whole. And, you know, I've made so many mistakes as a community manager, you have no idea. <laughs> um, and, you know, like the, the thing about that is, can be bad at first, but then um, in the long term, people will respect you for, for you being you and being transparent. So I've made a mistake yeah. where know I was not being well I was not being as transparent as I should be but then I sort of like you know gave an explanation and being a little bit more transparent because you know in web3 and you know in crypto and blockchain everything is all about transparency right so we have to stick to that sort of like ethos and be transparent with your community and you know be honest with them and in the long term it sort of like um, you know, it, it became something that was bad into something good. People um, have respect for you for doing that and people have a little bit more trust in you for doing that. So, yeah, I think, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering that. Um, Sejal asks, is there anything that community managers of DeFi community need to do differently, considering that communities are quite technical and it's hard for members to navigate. Had this, like, the same exact um, experience when I was working, when I was a community manager with the Perpetual Pools um, protocol. And, oh my God, like, yeah, it's like Perpetual Pools are technical, like, very technical. And there's, there's a high... Like if you're in that community, you're either there to ask for support, or you're already have you already have that like high technical knowledge of financial products. 
right? But what about all these people who coming into the community to learn, right? Like, are there any like learning content? Are there content where like a step guy how you can um, trade perpetual tools products or um, trade the DeFi products? Um, you know, and like, is there like instead of like a step by step, you also need to sort of like give um, a content on like how it works, um, what 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 what's happening in the back end. Um, and all these things. So I, I like for myself, um, how myself and the team before this um, got, you know, um, got over this hurdle was basically putting out educational content on the product. And I think that really helped. Um, yeah. So build, yeah, like I, I definitely agree with you, um, Sajal, that building a DeFi community is very, very difficult to sort of like have a meaningful engagement instead of like having people just ask questions for support. Um, for myself, I think, um, <clears throat> you know, having those educational content um, throughout your um, Discord or community or website is very helpful. Because then you can also um, create um, like educational videos for your community. You can also create um, you know educational talks for your community every week. Like these could be like weekly things that you can do, depending on like topic that you want to speak about. But it's you know once you create all these initiatives, then you'll build um, you know you'll obviously one grow your community. To have more, um, you know, lurkers become users of the product. You can have um, people who are users of the product become more engaging in the community as well. Um, I think those are like probably the most important things, in my opinion. Thank you, Ozzy, so much for answering that um, question. I feel like definitely different communities have a very different set of challenges, you know, that one needs to navigate yeah. from. Yeah. So it's um, it's amazing that you have had experience in DeFi. And um, thanks so much for answering that question. And on the last note, I'd just love to ask you is, um, this session is about celebrating DAO operators, right? And you were sharing your phenomenal journey and story with us. Um, I think we'd love to get to know you better and understand better if there is one piece of advice that you live by, um, you know, one some philosophy that you live by that you'd like to share with the audience um, would be lovely to hear. Yeah, for sure. I think as a community manager, um, especially in this space, um, <clears throat> you got to have thick skin, um, but you also have to have patience. I think being patient is probably one of the most important things um, or probably like important skills as a community manager. I know a lot of employers might be like, um, <laughs> you have patience, like, okay, so what? <laughs> like, I mean, being patient as a community manager in a Web3 community is very, very, like, a, it's, it's a skill set that not many people have. Like I've been in communities where, you know, people are just asking questions and bombarding the community manager and it 
came to a point where you know they're just like like go find it yourself <laughs> yeah and i was shocked i was like what are you serious you're not going to help me so you know being patient is obviously um a very very important skill to have when you're being a community manager and i would say i learned a lot of my a lot of like my skill of being patient from back when i was sailing on the ship um mm-hmm. obviously as i was getting a lot of shit from the captain of the ship so <laughs> that's sort of like where i built my patience and um you know i i definitely took that um over to web3 and um i was able to use that f- uh, to my advantage but yeah i would say the best advice is be patient and i think good things will happen to people who are patient in the long term that is so lovely <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that um ozzy it was such such a pleasure to host you i have literally made so many notes on the things i would love to take back from this um thank you so much for being like honest candid authentic and yourself um thank you for sharing your story thank you for giving your time um it was so 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 amazing to know you and um thanks ozzy so much no worries like i had a great great time speaking with you and just being present at it's amazing um you know and hopefully we can do this again in the future but yeah thank you so much for the opportunity